I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 28-22, Patriots fall to the Texans on Sunday Night Football, and the game was not uh, that close. They, the Patriots were down uh, 21-3 late in the third quarter. They made it a game late, but overall this was not the Patriots' best performance. Now they find themselves not atop the AFC, st- AFC standing, still atop the AFC East, but not a good night for the Patriots. Andy Hart, a little bit under the weather, but he's going to battle through. If I cough, I apologize. Um, you know who coughed? The Patriots offense. Because this was the least impressive 450 yards of offense that I've ever seen in my entire life. They piled up some ridiculous fake yards. I mean, I guess you can't call them fake because if they get that onside kick, who the hell knows what would have happened. We almost did, too. Yo, they got a great bounce, and Brandon Bolden had a chance at it. But um, the Texans went into, you know, the prevent – you know, people always say prevent prevents you from winning if you don't play it properly or whatever. Um, but another night where I think you were left with Tom Brady um, frustrated. Um, you know, Chris Collinsworth had a line at one point where the the routine is no longer routine for the Patriots. They can't really do anything they want to do at any given point. Um, and now you've seen the the ramifications of not having legitimate weapons like Rob Gronkowski or like Antonio Brown. You're seeing other teams now do what they should have been doing all along, double-teaming Julian Edelman, putting a corner on James White at times when the game early on. Um, and it was really affecting Brady's ability to get the guys um, the football. And then other guys just can't step up consistently or, on the, the, the contrary, just aren't making plays. You know, Nikhil Harry, he gets a slant route and doesn't break it off hard enough, doesn't fight for the football, turns into an interception. Your guy, Mohamed Sanu, third down and I think four catches it a yard short of the stick so oh, we'll go for it and we'll throw to oh and he doesn't even catch it on fourth down um, Sanu has not been in an impact guy on this offense like you would think for a guy you traded a second round pick for so um, I, I don't know where the answer is because you're out of answers except for um, your guy Antonio Brown still tweeting my guy well he, he's my guy actually um, Mariah Carey too good taste huh yeah, yeah, he, he was. I wonder how long it took them to put that together. His video team put that you know music video together and got Patriots fans riled up. That's for sure. Because we've passed Rob Gronkowski's return, he's not that's coming back. Officially, cannot happen. And unless Antonio Brown's coming back, you know, I thought it was telling in the post game press conference. A um, couple different times, Tom Brady tiptoed around the the talent question, and you know whether the plays are there to be made. Do they just need to execute better? And then at one point, do you have enough talent? And he said it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it does. And I would argue at this point there's starting to be that a legitimate question. Do you have enough talent to be good enough offensively? Because we're seeing that, you know, the defense wasn't great by any means. But 
they're also being hung out to dry. You can't expect they're feeling the pressure that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and those guys felt for years back in the day, those guys couldn't punt. Well, this defense now knows if they give up like two touchdowns, the game's over because right. we're not going to get any help. So um, it, it just wasn't sustainable. And I thought it was interesting. You know, coach Belichick sort of didn't want to put it on the offense. He said, you know, we gave 28 points and we didn't get any plays in the kicking game and all that. The issue with this team right now is very simple. It's the offense. They're not good enough right now. Will they be good enough in a month? The great Ryan Hannibal will tell you now. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, you look at the run game, like, sure, they got that going a little bit, but some of that came in garbage time. The opening drive was solid. You got down to the, you know, in, in the red zone, came up short, but Sony Michelle, and I thought that 17 yard run was his best of the season. But then the offensive line, they lost their center, Ted Karras. And I think it's worth noting, too, that they immediately ruled him out of the game. And that's not a good sign for the Patriots. They never, ever do that um, unless it's a serious injury. And that's what happened to Ted Karras. Now you're on to your your good friend, James Ferentz, now at center. And you have questions. You know, It's Jack Mason. I thought he was had another below-average game tonight. Marcus Cannon fighting through some things. He wasn't that great. Isaiah Wynn still working his way back. So you still have questions up front. So you thought maybe the running game could be what it was a year ago. That's probably unlikely. Same thing, no James Devlin. So you're relying on Lane Roberts to play fullback. So if you wanted to fall back on the running game, that's not there. And you already hit on it with the wide receivers. They just don't have anybody that Brady trusts besides Julian Edelman. And I thought Myers made some plays later on in the game, but that was sort of garbage time. When it mattered, he really wasn't there. And uh, Harry, he's his first-round pick, but he barely played after that pick. So I don't know. They have what they have, and I don't know if it's good enough right now. Because also what we talked about before is we were they were relying on the special teams and defensive touchdowns, and you didn't get that tonight. And maybe if they did, it would have been a different game and you know momentum and, and so forth. But that's what happens when you don't get those scores, and it's hard to rely on those scores against good teams. Yeah, I – Looking at this, the way they're playing over the last month offensively, um, and really all year, they they can't win these types of games. If the other team's going to take advantage of their opportunities and put up four, five touchdowns, get it into the high twenties, get into the thirties, they're going to be in a in a real dogfight. And you can't count on the special teams and the defense to just score all the time. Especially, by the way, the way they were scoring on special teams. If they had an elite kick returner, if they had Corderell Patterson back there, yeah. and if they had, you know, Dante Hall returning punts, maybe I'd feel a little bit better about that. But you get nothing out of the kick return game. I thought Houston did a good job early of kicking it, making Bolden return it, and getting it to like the 21 yard line. You have nothing in the punt return game. It's just Sanu this tonight was back there just basically fair catching it. Um, so you don't even have traditional big play opportunities in the kicking game with the returners. Um, you don't have any consistency in the kicking game in terms of the kicker because no one even really knows who the kicker will be over the next couple weeks. Hopefully Nick Folk for their sake. Hopefully Nick Folk. But when Nick Folk is the hopefully part, that tells you just how dire things really are. And offensively, it really is as simple as what we've talked about all year. They do not have anybody that the defense fears. They have focal points like Julian Edelman's the focal point. But I don't think anybody says, oh, Julian Edelman's going to kill us. He might kill us a death by a thousand cuts. Right. But there's not that, like, big play fear of Edelman or, you know, you know, you don't have a Gronkowski. You don't have an Antonio Brown. You don't have that type of a player. And I really did think the first drive of the game, 
maybe we were seeing a little bit of, all right, they're going to go back to last January. We're going to run the ball, move it that way. And then it kind of petered out. Brady missed Dorsett in the back of the end zone, which I actually thought was a throwaway at first. Well, yeah, me too. But then he was like mad at himself or Dorsett. He's mad at somebody. He was certainly upset after that. Um, so you kick a field goal there, and then you end up just sort of chasing basically the rest of the night. Well, and it changed everything. What's that? The pick, the interception, the next drive. Yes, and you end up chasing the rest of the night, and this team just isn't built to chase, and they're barely built to play from ahead. Because to play from ahead, you have to score. You have to you know, control the game early on. Um, so they just they, – they, they're, they're, it's funny because they, they use the quote in the broadcast again that we'd heard of over the last week or so that, that when they played the Ravens, Brady said he was the most miserable 8-0 quarterback ever. And, you know, that right there is, a, in my opinion, a big F you to all the people that give you a hard time on Twitter or me or anybody a hard time on Twitter when you kind of critique the offense or critique the Patriots. Oh, yeah, well, they're 10-1 or they're 10-2. Yeah, and their quarterback knows they're not as good as their record, that they are not a 10-2 football team cruising towards a number one seed and a Super Bowl, that they're scuffling and they need to be better. And I think he has serious doubt as to whether they can be better. You know, reading his lips on the sideline. Oh, he was, he, was he, not playing fast enough, faster. Right. Quick. We got to be faster, quicker, get open, separation. Like, yeah, I'd like to, Tom, but I am what I am if I'm Philip Dorsett or Jacoby Myers or Matt Lacoste. Right. Like, what are you looking for? The problem tonight was this This was their game that they were supposed to break out. Houston was terrible on defense. Yeah. Absolutely terrible, yeah. and all well, the four hundred yards, four hundred fifty well, yards. Well, that's the thing, though. Like you look at the stats, and it looks like they were okay, but they weren't the first three quarters. No, like this was this team was, you know, second to last league on third down, twenty fifth overall on defense, like high up there in pass defense, red zone terrible, and they couldn't do anything against them when it really mattered in the first three quarters. And that to me is a, is a sign that this team, if you can't do it against the Houston Texans, who are you going to do it against? And by the way, teams like the Houston Texans or the Chiefs or the Bills, like you have to play all those over the next couple of weeks, and you may play them again in January, yep. depending on how the seeding and the playoffs. And, and that's not even counting for the the Ravens, who are playing clearly an elite level of football right now and continuing to rack up marquee victories. Um, it's again, I'll be writing this for our website that the only reason there isn't that feeling I think of the sky is falling in Patriot nation is what they did a year ago. I think you're going to get a lot of people that'll hang their hat on. Oh, they sucked after the Miami and Pittsburgh losses a year ago and redefined their team and rolled through the postseason and all these things. Okay. That that's true. You know, I can't argue with that. That's history. That's facts. I don't see that. I don't really see the opportunity for that to happen this year. Um, And I don't even have to be snarky and say, you know, Bill Belichick has taught us that what happened last year really has no bearing on anything. Doesn't give a rat's ass about that, that this team right now is not playing great football and has a lot of weaknesses. Um, But I keep going back to that Collinsworth line. The routine is no longer routine. Like they can't do anything the way they want to do it with ease, the way they used to, you know, the, the third and five easy six to Edelman where you're like, why is no one covering him? Like how, how did he get that open? How do they do that five times a game? You, the other guy gets paid too. You don't have any of those anymore, other than in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter when Houston did their best to try to allow the prevent to prevent them from winning. 
Uh, defensively, we should probably touch on that. Probably their worst – I guess maybe the Ravens was worse, but one of their worst defensive games yep. of the season. But I, I don't know. I'm not really concerned about the unit. I just think it's just one of those games you could factor sickness, play it at some part. I'm not believing that it really did, but you can make that excuse. Houston's a decent offense. I don't really feel any differently about the defense. They just got beat. Could you say that they have trouble with mobile quarterbacks? Sure. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel any differently about the defense. I still think this is an elite defense, and they have the, the chance to win a lot of games for you down the stretch. I don't really feel any different about the defense. We talked about it forever that it was never going to be as dominant and consistent as it had been the first six or seven weeks, that they were going to hit rough patches. They were going to give up points. They were going to you know, give up plays. It wasn't sustainable. The turnovers and everything weren't sustainable. The only thing I will say is I do think a little bit they targeted the linebackers. They targeted Hightower and Van Noy and certainly Landon Roberts. But Van Noy and Hightower in particular, I thought they – got them in matchups they wanted on the Duke Johnson touchdown early. And then they ran that really interesting formation. It was sort of the pistol with the inverse bone that they rolled and Hightower was clueless. I I don't even think that he couldn't cover um, Fells, the tight end. I don't think he had any idea what he was supposed to do when they were like three guys running at him. Um, So that would be my only question is our, our team starting to scheme for the weaknesses of some of those linebackers rather than letting them play to their strengths. Um, I thought Billy O'Brien did a nice job tonight. I thought that um, that option um, what ended up being a pass from Hopkins to Watson was a cool. Uh, That was like a slap in the face, like F you basically a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Speaking of which, did you happen to catch the O'Brien Belichick embrace after the game? I did not. Was it good? Very cold. No cold. Like Bill didn't really kind of, wasn't seeking him out. O'Brien saw him and said, that, you know, hey, Bill, and it was very quick, brief, out. Like, you think there's something to the uh, Jack Easterby, Dick Casario thing that maybe O'Brien's out of the circle of trust? Mm, maybe, but I would say no. I'd say more likely it's that Bill is, Bill just- is a terrible loser and is now whatever the graphic showed, 12 and 11 against his former coaches, and Billy O'Brien got his first win yeah. against Belichick, and He's sulking, or or even if we want to extrapolate upon that, Bill's talking about what we're talking about. He's thinking, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do to get better? How are we going to get better? Um, so, no, maybe it is. I mean, maybe it goes back to the Casario Easterby stuff, but I thought Bill really sold it this week when he talked about it, sort of downplaying right. that stuff. I bought it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just did a good sell job. Um, but I think that's more about he doesn't like when his team get it, gets its butt whooped and they got their butt whooped again. So basically this game against the Chiefs is kind of a must win if they have any shot at the number one seed because obviously Baltimore is not going to lose two games the rest of the I mean, they could, but they're not going to lose two games the rest of the way. So this game is pretty important. And that Buffalo game on Saturday in December comes very important because maybe it's going to decide the AFC East. So these games down the stretch, it's not like that they can sort of coast you know, like we thought they might, but – the Kansas City game is gonna—it's it's a playoff team. That's who they're gonna potentially play in January, and we'll find out what they're made of. Because I think this is a, a big bounce-back spot against a team that's coming off a, a pretty impressive win over the Raiders. And beyond that, I think playing at home is as important this year as it's ever been. I mean, we've seen them lose at Baltimore, lose at Houston, and go on the road to Buffalo and hang on for dear life to beat the Bills, sixteen ten, right? Yep. So. They, going on the road against playoff caliber teams this year has not been good for them. This isn't 
a Patriots team that, ah, we can win at home, we can win on the road, we'll beat anybody anywhere. Um, I think they needed to come through Foxborough. And, yeah, if they stumble, and to me, it's not like it would be a shocking upset now. No, definitely I mean, the, with the defense scuffling a little bit and what I said earlier that, you know, this team is is not really is, – is built to play from ahead, but barely built to even get ahead and, and try, try to keep up with points. And you look at the Chiefs starting to feel a little bit better about themselves, I think, with Mahomes running around, running, you know, like a 15-yard running touchdown today. Um, Kelsey and Hill, they're a little bit healthier. They have some playmaking weapons, certainly every bit the playmaking weapons that the, the Texans have. And the Texans, I thought, really picked their spots well. And I think you could say yeah. Mahomes is every bit as good as Deshaun Watson, if not significantly better as the reigning MVP. Um, this is a really interesting game. And, you know, I know it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the AFC title game rematch. But now it's even in, interesting in sort of a, a different way as the season has played out. And, you know, Kansas City's playing catch-up because of their ugly home losses earlier in the year. Injury. So, you know, I think this is an interesting game. But. I'll tell you, I never thought I would think that Bills game would matter, uh, and that Bills it game really is. That's is. A, that's a really interesting um, development, I'll say, over the course of this season because I I thought the Patriots would find a uh, an offense more than they have, and I never thought I would think the Bills were still a pretty good football team when we start to get to mid December. But if Josh Allen's going to play the way he's been playing, not turning the ball over, being efficient at the quarterback position, their defense is still pretty good. Um, and I still have questions about Sean McDermott in the actual in-game coaching matchup with Bill Belichick, but as of right now, it looks like that game's going to matter, and I would have never, ever expected that uh, a month ago or a few weeks ago. I, got, I, asked, I guess I posed this question myself on Twitter, but what's the Patriots' most impressive win so far this season? Oh, I saw you get into a nice fight with everybody on Twitter. I'm fought back tonight. It was an angry move. Good. I like it. That's what you're supposed to do. Um Patriots' most impressive win, I would say, is Philadelphia. They stink. They just they lost to the Dolphins. What do you want me to tell you? Okay, at Buffalo. That, that's sort of what I guess it is. I mean, that was in week four or whatever. It's like – so now you're like, Allen sucked. I, I know. I know. But but that's sort of the reality of the situation. Like yeah. They don't have marquee wins. They're not the right. Ravens who keep piling up all these impressive wins. Right, and I just didn't understand the outrage for you know my take that saying that the Cowboys and the Eagles were their best wins of the year when we said this, I think, on each of the podcasts after those games, wrote columns and pieces on it, and it wasn't just us either, but there was no uh, backlash over that take then. But now once the Eagles lost to the Seahawks and Dolphins and the Cowboys got blown up by the Bills, now all of a sudden it's, oh, we didn't say that. What are you talking about? It's just the, the – I just don't like it. Be consistent. Um, well, first of all, I would think uh, part of the issue is Patriots fans and their super fans and even their super fans in the media are um, a little bit shaken right now. I don't think they really know what to make of, of life um, because this team is not falling in line with what history tells us and what they think it should be. And I think deep down they can't express this because of who they are. They have doubts. There's two types yeah. of Patriots fans. There's the super fan one who – deny, 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 lie, and fight back and fire out. The wall, uh... And then there's the other one who sort of gets defensive and is like, this team sucks. They're, they're never going to win anything. And yeah. reality is usually somewhere between those two people, yeah. but sort of like Democrats and Republicans. They're they're just these polar fighting forces, right. polar opposites. Um, 
but they don't. Uh, yeah, if if you want to look at it now, I think you'd have to say at Buffalo is probably right. the best win. Right. I but agree. I still think Josh Allen is like he could throw six picks against the Ravens, and I'm like, they suck. Of course. So, of course. um, yeah, that's just the reality. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a marquee win. You don't have to. All they have to do is keep piling up wins so that you can host the divisional round game and then host the AFC title game. Well, right now, if you're going to host the AFC title game, you have to get help. You have to hope the Ravens lose the game, and I don't know if that's happening. And I just – it's just it, – it's a, I have a hard time seeing the Patriots. I know this is a good change. We all said the same thing last year, but it's just hard to imagine them making it to another Super Bowl right now. It just really is. Uh, yes, and some of it is – you're seeing a lot of in-game frustration from not just Brady, like from receivers, from offensive linemen, like guys like questioning things, throwing their hands up in the air, not really knowing what's going on. Um, And I don't think you generally are used to seeing a lot of that, certainly not across the board with a lot of players. So it is what it is. They're they're scuffling. That's their reality right now because of, um, you know, some things not working out, you know, like, Nikhil Harry hasn't come in and been an impact first round receiver, right? Yep. Uh, Josh Gordon didn't work out. Right. So, I mean, there's reasons for it. You didn't replace Rob Gronkowski or you didn't get Rob Gronkowski back. That's the uh, biggest thing, in my opinion. Like, just even like the red zone struggles, a lot of that comes down to not having him. And then I think they mentioned on the broadcast tonight that scene play that Lacoste finally caught. Like, that play was Gronk, like, Two or three times a game, you could count on it. And they've had probably had that less than five times all year. Right. Yeah, they got one catch from Lacoste, one catch from Watson tonight. But they just – there's no there's no consistency to any aspect of their game, of their team, whether it's pass protection. Like, Cannon struggled. Now, I don't know if it's the illness. He left to get an IV, apparently, whatever. Right. But he struggled um, to protect Brady. And it's just – there's never – you know, there's penalties you know, that are derailing some drives where it's usually historically they're co- so consistent. It's consistent, consistent, consistent. Then they get the penalty that helps them extend a drive. They take advantage. Now it's like they're fighting an uphill battle. They overcame one, but they had that, what was it, first and 30 where they yeah, got 40 the, something yards. That right. Um, that's a play where somehow they just let Edelman run wide open and Brady lobbed it up there. But um, it just, as Bill Belichick would say, it is what it is. Now, I don't necessarily agree with what Bill Parcells would say. You are what your record says you are. They have a ten and two record, but are they really a ten and two football team? The exact same thing as the Baltimore Ravens? Not far from it. Far from it on a lot of uh, offensively and even defensively. Yeah, sure. They're you could even make a case for now that the 49ers defense is better than the Patriots defense. Yes, you could. You could very much make that case. So no longer are they, you know, the best defense in football, the boogeyman, this, that, like that's that's sort of gone by the wayside too. And I think that was coming just because of their competition to start the season. And we said that, but some people chose not to believe it, maybe even themselves, but now we're starting to hit the reality of the situation playing good teams. And they're playing like they are a good, solid, very good defense. Just not the 2000 Ravens. And none of that really matters when we get down to it, right? The, the regular season record, none of that'll matter. All you have to ask is, are they capable of stringing together three really good football uh, games against three really good football teams, right? You're going to be hosting on divisional weekend. Then you're going to either go on the road or be at home for the AFC title game. And then the Super Bowl. 
Are they good enough to string those together? Defensively, no question. Offensively, we went through it. It's going right. to take a lot. It's going to take a miracle, for being really honest. Like, they're going to have to find Sony Michelle is going to have to turn into something we haven't seen so far this year. The Lions going to have to get better. Nikhil Harry's going to have to do something. Kobe Myers is going to have to do something. And Muhammad right. Sanu is going to have to do something. I will admit, I, I should. I owe an apology. I was dead wrong on Muhammad Sanu. He's not – that first game was a, probably a asterisk in what he is. He's – He's what, three catches tonight for 14 yards. It's terrible. Just a guy. Worse than that, honestly. Like, he, even in big situations, he dropped that fourth down play, which I thought was a bad play call, but he had it in his hands and dropped it. That was another momentum shifter. Just not what you're looking for from, from a guy that Brady was obsessing over a month ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate the apology, but uh, he is what he is. That's not to say he couldn't make a key play moving forward, but right. you can't consistently rely on him to be any sort of focal point or guy to carry you. Um, and sort of the flip of what I just said, can you envision the Patriots winning three straight games against good opponents? And you say no. Well, it's not hard to envision the Ravens doing it because they've done no it. No question. Or the 49ers doing right. it because they've done it. They've Just because you lose – when you're tied 17 all on the road in Baltimore and you lose a last second field goal in the pouring rain, right. like it's, yeah, you played a playoff game, you played a playoff game and you lost. But for the Patriots, they have to do what they haven't done yet in January if they're going to go anywhere. And I think it's hard to just envision that for the second straight winter, they're going to flick a switch, change their identity, be this great team. I know they have great coaching, I know Belichick and all that. I just, I won't believe it until I see it. Give you credit. You powered through this pretty good. You even cough one. Oh, I've been holding it. I've oh. been holding it deep down like a burp. Well, you did a good job. Thanks for powering through. Uh, subscribe, follow us, all that good stuff over our usual midweek podcast this week, and we'll be back to our normal schedule this week. I uh, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we'll talk to you on uh, Wednesday.